Been looking forward to do this for a very long time. It's a man that a few months ago, he looked me dead in the face and said, you're going to get the sports cards and you're going to like it. And ever since that happened, I can't stop. Let me give the full intro. One reason I love this man is he's a true family man, and I appreciate that. It's his number one priority. I think everybody should know that. Two, he's the CEO of VaynerMedia. They build brand equity. Three, he's invested in some big-time companies. He's a five-time New York bestseller. He's a huge Jets fan. He is Gary Vaynerchuk. And uh, I'm excited, bro. And you watched me on TV last night, so I feel... He looks good. I felt good. I felt good. Yeah, he looked good. He looked sharp. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. Before we talk about sports cards, because I really want to get... I don't want to get things out of the way, but I want to dive in so deep. Big week for you. Empathy Wines recently, baseball, esports with Vayner Sports. I know I want you to kind of talk about the new journeys. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's been a, a crazy year for all of us emotionally, uh, socially, financially, business-wise. And these last two weeks have been really crazy. 18 months ago, I started a direct-to-consumer wine brand called Empathy Wines. Uh, for some of you that know, I grew up in the liquor and wine business. My dad had a liquor store in New Jersey that I took online in 1997 that kind of put me on the map in building that business pretty quickly and very innovative in that space. And, uh, and, and then I left wine to start this business with my brother, VaynerMedia, 10, 11 years ago. And um, kind of, that was a great chapter. It was a family business. I loved it. It was my whole life. I'm a pretty passionate dude. And really from 15 to 30, it was 100%, you know, business-wise around learn wine, be the greatest wine expert, build the best wine internet company in the world, start wine content. It was just a very big passion. And then, not that I burnt out, but I was excited about going into other arenas. And then I missed it. And then two two guys, Nate and John, who had been with me for 10 years, started as interns at Wine Library, but worked at Vayner for 10 years, got to a place in their careers where I thought they could do more, and Man. we started this brand. I didn't know they were interns. And That's it, wild. Yeah, I mean, from interns to millionaires is like a really fun platform that I really want to keep building with Vayner. I hope that 30 people that work at VaynerMedia today become the CMOs, become, you know, I hope somebody from Vayner Sports becomes the commissioner of baseball in 35 years. You want to be a springboard for others. That's legacy. Yeah. You know, I focus, I focus on I can get mine. I don't need that for my employees. I need to be a builder of them, not an extractor of so them. So for you and your and brother so, then to please. do Vayner Sports, how meaningful is that? Yeah, AJ walks in one day, you know, he's 11 years younger than me, my younger brother, and he walks in and says, I'm out. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. the script is supposed to be like, I go on to do stuff. You're the younger, you know, and he's, you know, AJ has Crohn's disease. And so, you know, stress is a huge factor to keep his health right. And he just wasn't enjoying, you know, selling Dove soap and Aquafina and was much more interested in safeties out of the University of Alabama. And so we started Vayner Sports and Football. Um, we went with a the approach there, we wanted to learn the business, so we, wanted, we bought a very tiny shop that had one player that we're really passionate about, and Matt Paradis, offensive lineman, and we built from there, represent 40-plus guys, Alan Robinson, Leonard Williams, uh, really enjoy Darnay Holmes in this latest draft, who's in New York, UCLA corner, and it's going to make some noise, I think, as a personality. So really enjoying that business. Uh, this And what you were referring to earlier, in a two-week span here, two weeks ago, we announced Vayner Baseball um, by – merging up with Greg Gensky, one of the top baseball agents, uh, did CC Sabathia's deals to $4 billion in contracts. And we went the other route here. We went with the top five agent for this instead of Tiny. And we're, we're really excited about that. And he came along, coming along with him was, you know, uh, Justin Turner, Tommy Pham. So we got some yeah. a nice little foundation. And then, uh, and then, and then esports, you go out and you get the one kid. Cause I'm, look, candidly, I'm not that into esports. I grew up playing, yep. it's just not my thing. But I know that Booga yep. kid, cause I saw the 17 year old kid make a few million. And I was like, man, you guys are starting with a splash. And he to me is Federer. And what I mean by that is yesterday there was a tournament on Twitch and he won that in a new game. This kid is like super duper special. So he's not going to be ninja and be like kind of like pop culture famous. He's just going to be, it's like quiet, it's focused, Agassi, dominant. Yeah. It's, it's Sampras and Agassi. Right. And so uh, we're really excited about that. We've been repping him in Vayner Talent, a small uh, a subdivision of Vayner Media, uh, kind of quietly in a lot of ways. Reed Bergman brought him to the table. Big shout out to Reed. And uh, and I now because we're going Reed. into esports, what a character. Oh my right? gosh. And, you uh, look up California agent and it's Reed. He's like, hey, I think you've got uh, potential. And you're like, all right, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, he literally, literally is at a central casting. <laughs> um, and, uh, 
so we're excited about that. And you know, it's exciting to see Vayner Sports kind of take that that next leap. And we have big expectations in that world. And you know, it's really funny going into baseball. Super fun because I know we'll get to this in a minute. The one thing I like about baseball cards is like super. Like baseball cards are gambling to me. Cool. 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds wait three years. They um, all get compared to Mike Trout. You know, everyone's Mike Trout. Everyone's the next Mike Trout. That. Yeah. By the way, it's every every time somebody says that to me, like a 22 year old, I'm always like Harold Minor. They're like, who? And I'm like, look it up. And so uh, that's honestly, you know, let, hold, let me steer. Let me steer. The that's such a good discussion about cards because it feels new, but this is not new. And I, I think when you talked to me at dinner and you looked me in the eye and you said, Adam, you know those arguments they have with your friends where you think a guy is going to be great and they think a guy is going to be great and you bet on it. Well, kind of why don't we do this with everybody? And that's really what hit me because that's my whole job is, is takes and guessing and all that stuff. And it's so much fun. It's prospecting, like you were saying. Um, but when you said it to me in the, from the investment, okay, yeah, go, no, go, 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 go. Yes. No, no, go ahead. You have a good uh, one. I, I, I was just going to say you, because you come from such a mindset of investing and, and, and taking bets on things and you have this audience, it has now gone on to the sports card market. And I look at it as the sports stock market. And I'm, I'm just excited that I you too. showed me it. But I also think that there's a lot of people out there that don't see it yet. Well, listen. This is really social media for me all over again. In 2006, five, I, I, seven, I tried to convince every single friend and acquaintance I had to, you know, the dinner you and I had around, hey, you know, we're starting to get to know each other. We're doing this social thing together. It's really nice. And like, I want you to win when I see something. This is back to almost the employee thing I said. Like, right. winning by yourself sucks. And unfortunately, like, a lot of people don't get that. And what I mean by that is when I told all my friends, in 2006 to come to California with me and invest in this Twitter and Facebook thing, 99% of them didn't get it either. A lot of people lost a lot of money. My dad lost tens of millions of dollars by not doing a, fo a follow check with me on Facebook. And I called him twice. It's just a game. Yeah. Like people don't see it. And I understand why people wouldn't see sports cards, but here's the funniest part. I've only been kind of screaming and yelling for you know 18 months and it's already happened. Like the thing I like, we don't even have to. How wait do you put it, it into perspective is, for people to to see the validity of it? That it's not just pieces of cardboard. Uh, I I compare it to art. I compare it to sneakers. I compare it to gambling, and then I try to remind people that it's been around for 120 years. This is not like slime or like or the pet rock. I hear people, people say collected. Beanie Babies to me like all the time these last few weeks, and I'm just I, I yeah, think it's I mean, funny. Yeah, Beanie Babies had a six-year, seven-year, five-year, seven, nine-year run. Probably has a tagging little sub-community now because it was so big. Here's the problem. Cards have been collected for 100 years. And this is the fourth big cycle in sports card history. Like, it just happens. It always has happened. And now what you're seeing, and this is why I focus so much on basketball, Basketball players, I would argue, are closer to superheroes. Like I literally think Michael Jordan and Dr. J and Kareem have more similarities to Spider-Man, Superman, and the Incredible Hulk. They kind of live in a different, like in a totally different realm. They're so culturally important. And what you're really seeing is an entire generation of sneaker kids who made their money flipping sneakers. That game has changed so much that Here's what I like. If you're right Nobody about the can get Fox, a sneaker right, right now. Like it's impossible. Correct. Correct. But if you believe in De'Aaron Fox, you can go out and spend a million dollars on eBay right now. Right this second. Go to eBay right now and buy up every single card. It's a million. And if you're right, it's 10 million. And, and by the way, that's no different than being right about Netflix or Amazon. Here's my big thing. Money is a part of life. It's fine. It's, it's, some people really love it. I personally don't. I actually think it leads to a lot of bad shit. However, what is really fun is what I did in 1992 when I walked around high school and said Kenny Lofton was gonna be a superstar and nobody knew who the hell that was mm. and he was a minor leaguer for the Astros. And then he goes on and still to this day, him losing the rookie of the year to Pat Listash is the biggest bullshit of all time. But nonetheless, me buying those cards 
and like Brandon Warnicky and Steve Nash, not the basketball player, but my high school friend and, and Scott Hunter, all of them listening right now know I'm right, know that I was right. And, and you know can that say that cool. forever. That, and all that people want to do is flex to their friends. Yes. Like flexing to your friends that you bet on Ohio State. You know, like, like the, that's why we I show our parlay so. tickets. Yeah. 100%. So and, what's and really funny. You said something smart the oh, other go day. About, go ahead, please. No, I want to hear why I was smart. Oh, you were, you, you, yeah. yeah I, I just, I just, <laughs> Tell everybody, Gary, how no, but, smart was I? Look, I said we, we had that long dinner. And one of the things I kind of said to you, and, and when I heard you somewhere else on the internet, I don't know where I saw it, but I was like, great. He fucking got it. Which was this right now, knowing your knowing the stereotype of your audience, there's a bunch of people listening right now that love sports, that love it so much that they actually need to bet to make it even more interesting because they don't give a fuck about bowling green versus Tulane, but they want to because they love sports that much. The fact that sports cards is such a financially better, healthy way to approach that need. Back to, I think you talked about a, I thought it was the Cardinals Ravens, and Rams, Cardinals maybe something. Teams. Yep. Ravens, Cardinals, right. Like to me- Everyone tells Lamar you that Jackson betting really... on sports is dumb and yet we still do it. The odds are not in your favor and yet we still do it. Yeah, and it's that thrill. And that thrill to me was my trainer, Mike Vacanti. I want, I'm only doing this for the clip to send to him. I took a one hour walk with him last August and I said, Lamar Jackson, buy Lamar Jackson. They were $30, Adam. They're 1,200 now, you know what? And guess what? He could have made a fortune on it. And guess how many people lost betting on Lamar Jackson in the playoff game that believe in Lamar the most that could have done mm. that bet and made 40X. But Gary, somebody has to be willing to pay $1,200. But, but person you're referring to, that's the naysayer, go to ebay.com slash completed auctions and see that it's happening every second of the day. Every time Just a card goes up right now, it is sold. It is a hundred, like it is, it's almost like a hundred percent when I go on. If it's, if it's, if it's price, if it's priced, look, you're, you're also doing a ton of homework. You're looking for the uh, best stuff. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff that's, some stuff is overpriced or not great. So that's not selling. But what I will tell you is this. This is no different than when I told all my friends in music that I think the baby or gonna are gonna make it. Or, you know, it's all the same game. Do you understand that there's something happening with a subgroup that has all the tellings of being bigger than it actually is? And I think sports cards are going to be enormously big. And you're on set all the time with two guys that I think are massively underpriced in Shaq and D Wade. And by the way, I was watching that segment last night. Yeah, not you got excited by like Penny you, Hardaway. Yeah, I'm not not because I like you or want to support you. It's because you're doing a segment on who's underappreciated, and I want to listen carefully. If there's a clip in there that makes me say, "Yeah, maybe Penny." And by the way, Penny Hardaway rookie cards are zero right now. They're very inexpensive. So if that builds momentum, you know. So yeah, I mean, I think there's so much fun in it. Last week, I got a stock tip about a penny stock, and I put a little bit of money into it. And when I tell you that yesterday, I got it at five last week and it went all the way to 24. That is insane. Okay. And you know how much joy I felt? Zero. None. I felt none. Yep. All I felt was dread. When do I get in? When do I get out? What do I move? There was nothing about it. Like that is, that is what everybody dreams about. And it hit me so hard yesterday, Gary, that I was like, the fact that I can actually hold up that LeBron that you told me to get in March, and I appreciate you for that. And I can say, do you know what this is doing right now? And then I can look at it and I can read it and I actually feel power coming off of it. And then when I look at the last few years and realize that the sports card market is outpacing the stock market, to me, it's too simple, but then I'm worried sometimes I'm just lost in the sauce because it makes too much sense. Here's, the, here's how you get lost in the sauce. You get lost in the sauce if you decide to go after a great young player like John Collins, and who I think is a great ball player, and you buy $4,000 worth of Collins premium rookie cards, and then he gets dinged up, right? Like, that's risky. Like, like Derek Rose. Do you know how much money I would have lost on Derek Rose if I was in this moment right now? Because yeah. in, his, in his MVP early career, like, he was locked. He was locked and loaded. Already had the MVP, and then, yeah. When he wins in Chicago, I would probably be saying to you, oh, and then we're going to compare him to Jordan because he won in Chicago. And, blah, 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 blah. and guess what? Here we are. Yeah. And so 
you know, uh, I know a kid who's a kid. I know a, a, a professional sports car dealer, somebody who does this full time, who's in for 800,000 on Andrew Luck. When he makes that comeback against the Chiefs, oh. if, I'm, if I'm collecting at that time, that night I'm buying unbelievable amounts and then he's living his life and he retires early by sports standards, current sports and standards. And this is and your love for vintage and then, because Dr. J can't pop an ACL. Correct. And, 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 and basketball. I, basketball, China is collecting cards. Let me just say that one more time for everybody who's not listening very carefully. China is getting in and they're getting in pretty big and China is big. I hear that like they rip big. wax in Asia at such a crazy level that, it, that the America doesn't even compare. We save our boxes, they rip wax. They, they're in, it's basketball, it's, a, it's soccer as well. That's why those two stand out. You know, I personally think wrestling is super interesting because I just think, again, they're superheroes and there's just no cards available. I'm completely supply and demand oriented. This to me is math. You know, if there's three Bill Russell graded nine out of 10 in the world, that's important to know. Mm. There's three of them, you know, and so. So to me, yeah, that is the, what, I, what I really did after talking to you, Gary, because I never like to have one data point and you were my strongest data point for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and so course. I have thrown myself so deep into this world where I am DMing with people all of the time. It's the only podcast I really listen to right now. I'm watching YouTube videos. I have a kid, Action Jackson, that is 22 years old and was out there in Singapore like eight years ago, flipping with expats because they could like, and I, and I appreciate him for giving me hours of conversation to learn. And the, one of the biggest divides that I see, because there is this weird energy that goes to you in the hobby is, but I call it the, the pop divide where people are coming in and they're not looking at population reports and it's, it's prism base versus rare patch autos where the hobby for so long was, I want the rarest of the rare and, you, I think there's these people that have come in after you that are more looking at liquidity and investment. And, but you're both the way well, you listen, talk about you, it, man, could, it's pure in yeah. your heart. But listen, you could make more on a one of one than you can on 40 of the same, you know, Giannis. Like, like for me, it's, you know, listen, the hobby versus the business are two different things. This happens in everything. I think it needs all like aspects. It always had, but wait, it doesn't need it. It's always had it. We act as if all of a sudden people are selling cards. Mm. Every, you know, like uh, I've gotten to know so many hobbyists who started off hating me because like, you're bringing business into this. This is my hobby. You're making prices go up. I'm like, no, I'm not. This was happening anyway, comma. Hey, let's have a discussion. And of course, everyone's lovely. If you actually have a conversation, it's just like, you know, so I've had Same a ton people of that comment and, and then you DM them and you go, Hey man, you good. And they're like, yeah, man, I was just having a bad day. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, nine out of 10 of them flip two to pay for their hobby. Like nine out of 10 actually buy cards, resell them for big profit or profit so that they can actually build a big personal collection. I think that's amazing. That's also, you have to, you know, every time I get into that point of the conversation with them, like you do acknowledge then that there is real no difference. Mm. Like you're asking me to only collect, you know, and, and by the way, I haven't sold anything because I think it's so early. And by the way, I'm only buying 90% icons because I do expect this to get very hot. I do expect at some point the economy, another COVID, who knows in life, yeah. and things will go down. And I want things that will only go down 20%, not 100%. If, if the world melts or something bad happens, or it's just like, it's just the end of this five or seven year run of it being as hot and people have moved on to something else. Will Chamberlain is going down 10, 15%. You know, uh, Tyler Hero could go down 80%. Right. How do you, why are you on the graded base versus the rare patch auto? Why do you tend to go to that side? Um, I, I think that third party affirmation matters. Um, the third parties can change. I'm on the record. I want to look back at this when we were much, you know, when we were much younger and we, we taught we, in 30 years, we're having dinner and I'm, and I want to say, see, I knew then. Do I think that PSA? So right now in the rankings, it's PSA with BGS and SGC. We've got that comic book company yep. coming. 
in hard now will be interesting. And by the way, I'd be stunned in the next 20 years if somebody doesn't invent a machine that becomes scalable. That's the biggest that winner. Whoever AI, figures out how to do AI yeah, grading wins. 100%. They, they destroy 100%, 100%. all of the grading services. Correct. If a machine comes out that really can do it yeah. and the hobby and the industry really believe it's consistency and then they can scale that machine like a 3D printer. But is it going to be I like baseball where we're like, I don't know, part of the game is about the human error of the ump. Well, listen, part of that, you know, because I think sports cards are actually art more than anything else. I really believe that, you know, that's what happens in art, like in art, like subjective opinions, you know, here at least we have date. Like I can't come out and be like, yo, Gerald Wilkins is wildly underpriced. And like everybody gets on board with Gerald Wilkins. That's what happens in art. It's completely subjective, at least with sports. You know, I, again, everyone's like, Gary, you're just pumping and dumping. I'm like, I haven't sold a single Giannis, a single Luca, or a single LeBron. And by the way, like, why was that so crazy that I thought those three were good? Like, I, I laugh. Like, thing takes on sports cards that would be so boring, Adam, in your business. That oh, it like be LeBron is good. TV. Yeah. Well, yeah, then That's again, literally what but then again, I'm LeBron is good. I'm very good friends with Nick Wright. And when I had him on my podcast, I asked him how, after LeBron had been in the NBA for 14 years, were you the guy that got to be the LeBron is really good guy? Like, how was that lane even available? Sometimes the obvious lanes are just still open. Uh, by the way. ESPN's top 74 basketball players of all time list that's fairly recent. And, you know, you got to decide if you want to go by Slam, if you want to go by right. ESPN. I'm waiting for the, le the Lefko list, which I just invented on the spot here now that I Sounds need desperately. Um, it will not be one data I mean, you, point. You know, I will assemble a tribunal of take artists. And on that point, everybody's listening right now. You want to insight? I would look at that ESPN list very carefully. And when you notice that Bob Lanier, Artis Gilmore. These are some of the 74, according to ESPN, but will make most people's top 100 list. And then you look at the pop, when we, when we say pop report for everybody's just getting educated, population report. These companies, when they put them in the cases and grade them, it goes into a database. So when you go and see that there are only 200, I don't, I'm making this up, but there are only 313 Bob Lanier PSA 8s, 8 out of 10 in the world, so I've been buying, you know, I've got four. So again, this is what I get yelled at. Everybody thinks I have a thousand. I have four. I have four Bob Lanier PSA 8, 1971, I think, tops. You should cards. be on brand. Buy one more 60. so you can do this. And you can be like Bob Lanier. Five. Yeah. yeah. So so literally, I think I paid between 60 to to $100 for them. But my theory is this. In the next five to seven years, this is going to get really, over the next seven years, or next five years, that's the window I'm giving it now, could change. I could be totally wrong, by the way. That people can get really into this. And I think that there are some 52-year-old people, men and women, right now, sitting, maybe even listening to this, who fucking love Bob Lanier. Who know how much of a beast he is. None of the youngsters listening right now have a clue what, what kind of player that was. I just think that's a seven, $800 card. And back to what Lefko said, I just sold Empathy Wines for hefty eight figures. Hefty eight. I was the majority Damn, owner. Damn, that's a lot of commas. When I tell you being right about a card that I'm, a Bob Lanier for 100 that becomes 700, the juices, Adam, the juices. I know. Because, because it goes back, and, and I, this is why I want to play in young basketball and I want to play in young baseball. Because there's and so young much football. hype and excitement right now. Well, there's so much because you get to. Watch, I mean, by the way, I'm I'm gonna watch bubble basketball. Oh. Like I, I'm a. I, let me give you this because I want everybody to hear this. How hyped everybody is in general. I grew up a huge Knicks fan. I watched. I mean, in '92 to '94, I probably watched 80 games a year between switching back from MSG and MSG Plus or two or sure. whatever they called it between Rangers and Knicks. 90s, then man, my professional so career, my, my professional career starts. I work 15 hours a day. I close the liquor store every night at 10 p.m. So I'm missed, and the Knicks go into this tailspin. So, you know, three years ago, my career changed. I started getting to a place where I could afford things. So I got floor seats that completely changed. Plus my office was close. So I was going a lot. But this sports card, if, I mean, I give, I mean, I care about players that I would have never known existed five years ago. Like I will watch every second that I can figure out a bubble basketball. 
I to what you're saying there, I used Madden growing up to really learn every player in the NFL. It got me an internship at the NFL Network because I knew the difference between cover three and cover two from Madden. And I'm watching kids yes. on lives right now ripping packs and they're knowing players that I don't even know when I work at NBA on TNT. And there's little like they're they're like they're like Correct. brutal Fernandez. Like I'm just dying. <laughs> it's so good. It's be it's because and I was the same way between Madden and I, I played Madden before the Jets even were on Madden. First Madden for Sega Genesis didn't even have the Jets. So like I'm OG between Madden and live because it was live when yeah. I was coming up. It was not too same. Live. NBA live was between so Madden much live and, and sports cards. I knew every single person in sports, including hockey. And I mean, all of them, every single one of them, like all of them, like and 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 of course it evolves. When you talk to people that are is, only in the hobby and they want to do what you do, you want to do what they do. Isn't that the weirdest thing with all of this? Of course. Like you would I quit everything and just do this full time. Adam, I'll be honest with you, like give you an exclusive here. I'm like weirdly debating it. Like I'm in a very weird headspace. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's like, like I'm the one that's running around the internet saying do what you love and like, I don't know if I love anything more professionally than sports cards. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's a real. Uh, you I heard mean, it here first. Crazy. Gary Vaynerchuk is selling VaynerMedia. I mean, it's really like between empathy going back into wine because I was out of it for 10 years. I missed it. And now sports. It's like I'm, I was joking with my mom a couple of days ago. I'm like between empathy and, and sports cards. It's fucking 1993 in your house. Know. You know, and like and it's just here's what I would say. For everybody who's listening right now, and you hear, if you've got any context for either of us, and you've been, and especially if you've known either one of us or both of us for a little while, when's the last time you saw this level of excitement, even fair. from hyped guys? There's, a, there's an authenticity to it, and it's just interesting. I also personally am excited for something else. I was, I was, uh, Jerry Rice started a beverage brand, and he asked me to, like, you know, this is the cool. I'm sure this is how you live your life. I can't believe some of the things I'm in as a sports oh. fan growing up because of my profession. You're deep, deeply, firmly just that. I get the random once in a blue moon Jerry Rice of the world start a. Jerry Rice starts, you know, this brand. I get on a call because I have my admiration for him and daughter was lovely and it was a great meeting. But at the end, I was like, Jerry, I don't know if you noticed, but your rookie card went for a lot of money the other day. And it was an interesting combo. And then I noticed last night he posted he on, on Instagram. Instagram about it. But the, here was the thing. grand for a PSA 10, I believe. Some, there was something that struck me in it. One of the things that I think all of us that adore sports more than breathing feel and recognize is a level of compassion and sympathy for athletes. And this is not Jerry's case, but others that kind of wasted all their money. You know, like I just, one of the things I'm excited about is people getting their due. Penny Hardaway, right? And Penny's, again, not one of these guys either. He's become a more important human post-basketball. Yeah. But I know right now, if you're 20, if you're 18 to 26, you have no concept of his, of his dominant play for a three to four year and window. You don't understand NBA that. Players. And, correct. And what I'm hoping is if the hobby really explodes to the level I'm seeing, I think you'll see Penny Hardaway, Chris Webber, White Chocolate. I think there's going to be some guys that just will get a little bit more, it'll be fun, like Vladi Diva, like uh, it'll be fun to see some guys get a little love because what's going to happen is this era right now, Adam, and this is why I'm like so hyper on like get in now, LeBron, how much did you buy your LeBron for? Uh, six, nine. March 9th. And how much is it so for? Uh, March 9th, I you think one, I think one went last night for 13.5. Let me check card ladder. Shout right. out to card ladder. So, so what's going on is LeBron and Jordan and, and, it's going to get too expensive because there's not enough. Right. And what's going to happen Excuse is, me, 13, eight. you know, I think, of, so I think my 13 year old self, my 12, 19 year old self, I would have been priced out of this world. I'm not buying thousand dollar fucking, you know, no. spectra boxes. I was fucking poor as shit. So I, I would have been the kid right now at 15 saying, fuck that Gary V guy's talking about it too much. Everyone left going out. Fuck it's over. And I would have went directly into, okay, is it bloody? Is it fucking Jason Kidd? Is it Mbappe? Is it fucking? It, that's right. Well, well you're, Mbappe. The problem with that yeah. is, when, yeah, that's you know, soccer's gotten. I mean, Mbappe. The problem with him is he's fucking Mickey Mantle. He's fucking he Pele. He's gonna. I mean, if he doesn't, you're get talking hurt, super zigs, and that mine wasn't zigging zagging. I'm talking, yeah, 
Mine's super zig, because Mbappe stickers are $4,000. Again, I'm poor. I'm trying to think, what can I buy for $2 raw? How do I get them home? How do I become a grader? How do I submit them? Like, you know, to me, that's what's cool about the hobby. You can keep finding, look, one could argue non-sports cards are He-Man cards under, like, I haven't done any of this homework. I'm just, now I'm just completely shooting the shit. You know, I'm thinking about the person who's listening right now saying, I'm going in, but I have $400. Fuck these guys. They have some money. You know, I'm going in and I'm saying to that kid, hey, Carl, I'm going to call him Carl, Adam. Hey, Carl, I fucking, as a kid with no internet, took a hundred bucks and eventually three years later was making $4,000 a weekend selling sports cards. Don't get fucking sad that these, you know, rich fuckers are like buying up shit. They're right. I'm not buying up Tim Hardaway senior cards for 50. Actually, I did the other day because I'm sick, but you know, like you can buy things for a dollar or two that can become $10. And by the way, with a hundred bucks and you buy 50 of them, all of a sudden you can see how it can bankroll. And that's where you get to use your smarts. You know, that's where you get. And by the way, where it really plays out, is very long tail rookies in basketball. If anybody has a real long tail take, then you really got something. Mm. And I don't mean, at, you know, everyone's like, okay, not Zion, not Cam Reddish. No, no, he was too early. I'm talking second round sleeper. Um, I went into the hobby and I found uh, a few guys that I think are purists. And I... I asked one of them, if you could ask Gary Vee one question, what would it be? So shout out to my guy, Cardboard Chronicles, who has really given me a lot of in- insight. Oh, he's super, super knowledgeable. Okay. I think it's a, it's a beautifully simple question. How do we keep the hobby growing organically? I think this is, at its core, the number one concern of the purists. They don't want it to feel it's like a it's hundred. It's a hundred. It's a hundred percent predicated, in my opinion, on the card companies, if you want to keep it organic. The number one issue with the hobby is a new product is too expensive for kids. I think it is on Panini and Tops or somebody else. I mean, those boxes are going for so much right now. Where's the $30 box? Now, here's the problem with merit and capitalism and business. I, you know, I can't tell Panini what to do. Like they're, they're, they're at, of course, my biggest concern with Zion and Ja rookies is the production. So Panini should make as much as, and all of them are going to be like handled with white gloves. You know, back to Mike Vacanti, my trainer, he found a Kobe rookie in his binder from his attic because that's not what the, so not only are they going to be made a lot, they're all going to be completely handled with white gloves. Organic always happens. You know, I would tell Chronicles, like, organic was always happening. It's what's been happening this whole time. It's, it's cycle-based. I want to remind everybody, I didn't get involved and say, everybody come on in. The reason I came in is because everybody was already doing it. It just feels that way because I'm loud. But it was happening. That's why I went to Cleveland to the National to see it quietly, no post. I studied for a year before I even said anything. Mm-hmm. Because I was intrigued that, oh my God, the thing I grew up with is back, just like it came back in the 80s after there was a big run in the late 70s. My concern for you is as I'm watching Jim Cramer yesterday, and he reminded everybody on TV that he's not allowed to buy stock. What's interesting is because this is taking on stock market qualities from the investment side, you say a name and people freak out. So much so that people are even bouncing off of you and going, you know what, I'm going to fade Gary on this one, blah, blah, blah. Is it, I'm worried that you're not going to be able to talk about people you love. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. I'm fine with that. Like, and, and then it won't be fun for me as much. And I'll live my life. I'm, I keep reminding people, I have such, I have no economics in this compared to my real life. Why in the world would I want to do something bad that would ruin my reputation off of small economics? I love this thing. I've, there's unlimited videos on the internet over the last 15 years of me talking about sports cards. I love it. And I love debating. By the way, I can also do something else. For example, what I just did with Bob Lanier. You know, like what, I, what I've started doing now that I've noticed, because the last post with the Shaq yes. and the Durant and the Booker, I was like, okay, this is a, this is a problem. You didn't like the way like, that was I received? I didn't like that they went up that much. And I'm like, I don't want any part of this, none of it. Mm. So what I'm going to start doing is probably not talking about cards I buy 
and probably talking about cards that I don't buy or literally, and I'm not even kidding, Adam, I'm not even against saying, you know what? You know, uh, let me think of a good one that I would, I'm actually gonna do one right on the because spot. Because that's the hardest thing for me, Gary, is it's the number one question everyone asks me. I got one, okay, I got one, go. I got one. Ready? You know what? John Stockton rookies are underpriced. He's all time, he's a great dude. Like, like, like if you look at it comp wise, like if you're paying this much for point guards, like if, if this is how much De'Aaron Fox is, like this is where John Stockton is. By the way, and this is the tweet or the video or whatever. By the way, I own zero, I'm starting to buy tomorrow. Like, I don't know, like I'm trying to figure out, uh, literally yeah. this is what I dream about. Like what's gonna be my hack so that I can be who I wanna be like shooting the shit and being like right or wrong. It's the number one reason but, we said earlier in this interview what we like doing this is betting on our bets. But the problem is the market's reacting to you so much that people are getting angry. And it's, I just, I worry about that for your happiness. I'm worried more that there's gonna be people way more famous, way more influential than me coming into the hobby. I think the hobby has absolute street culture. I, I genuinely believe the baby is gonna hold up a, a Jordan rookie card. I genuinely believe that Gunna is gonna hold up instead of cash, 13 uh, Zion rookies. I, I think that players are gonna get real. Athletes are like sports card collectors. If you don't think, I mean, Giannis already did it. I know. He already showed his rookie cards. If you don't think, I mean, you know this, me and you are pounding on Shaq and Wade every day. Like you need to get in as a competitive spirit. I, my belief is over the next 24 months, I'm a distant character in comparison to some of the people that come. If Drake holds up a Magic Bird rookie card right now. He already held up a Tupac on his Instagram, Beckett. Beckett signed, like it's coming. It was already coming. People are always like, Gary, you always, you're so good. You, you see the few, I don't see shit. I observe, I don't predict, I observe and then talk. My uh, fiance just texted me from the other, the other room and said, the hobby sounds like a cult, to be honest. I also asked for her questions because I know that I'm so in it that I needed perspective from someone else. And her question was- And she's 40,000 times smarter than me. Oh, a thousand percent. She actually has a doctorate. Uh, when is the time for him to sell? She knows the market <laughs> value, but she doesn't see it like a portfolio and- uh, I, it's, it seems weird. And I wanted to get that outside if you spend, perspective. If you sp There's always a time to sell. There's always a time to buy. Um, I mean, I sold empathy wines 18 months in a lot of my friends are like, what? I'm like, it was the right price at the right time. I think that if you buy Wilts and Oscars and Jerry Wests and LeBrons and Barclays and Elijah ones, you can kind of sit as long as you can afford to sit. I really believe that. I do think that they will come down from even today's price. And I, by the way, remember, I think it's gonna go up quite a bit, but even from today's price, do I believe those cards in the next two decades could be lower by 20 to 30%? I actually do. The problem is we're also young. And when we're 68 and the next bubble or the next wave or the next growth comes, it's gonna be, ex I mean, LeBron rookie tops, Chrome rookies will be $50,000 in our lifetime. And by the way, the way it's going right now, if he fucking wins this year. bubble tournament, yeah. you know, I think, that, I think that the way I would do it is for everybody who's listening, my number one thing is get off gambling if you can and go into this. And then what you'll need to do is you do have to actually buy Tyler Heroes and you do have to buy Bams and you have to buy, you know, Bookers and you have to buy Foxes and Buddy Heels. And if you're playing that game, A, you need, you know, for example, if, if Luca drops 50 in bubble game number one, that card's gonna go from 950 bucks that it is right now as we're taping to 2000 like this. That might be a time, especially if you think they're gonna lose that series Luka, because then it'll go from 2000. Luca right? is the card that is most tied to you. The, the, the purists look at his pop number at nearly 12,000 and go 12,000. Why would anybody pay 950 for a base card that's 12,000? And your argument is, there's more than 12,000 people out there that want that card. It's, there's something different than that. First of all, I was telling people to buy Luca at 30 to $40 a piece. I haven't mentioned to buy Luca in over a year. I was excited that it went from 30 to $70. I, I thought that Luca was better than people thought in that rookie year. And I was not, not that I'm right, but like the hobby didn't see it as much 
I think that Luca's scary interesting because he's Luca's scary interesting. Like I there's think Luca can get him. the way he shoots, the way Here's he my moves. Thing. There's things that I look at, and one of my biggest questions is can this player be the single best player in the league at some point? And Luca has that ability, and and a lot of other guys that one that people are interested in, I don't think have that ability. Mm. You know, and I and I think that people have to make those bets. And so, nonetheless, I know that people are tied to that because that was the first thing I the first three things I said on Earth about sports cards were Luca, the Greek Freak, and LeBron. By the way, everybody who listened to me really won. Like, not kinda, yeah. not sorta. Yeah. By the way. You bought at 6,800. I was telling people to buy LeBron at 1,000. Crazy. LeBron was 1,000 a year ago. 1,000. Uh, this Friday, I'm actually going to put out a podcast. I haven't even told Ingber yet. Uh, I have 22 lessons that I think I've learned about sports cards that I'm going to put together. I like the way that I think. That's a, yeah. that's a great. Because the, the thing. Yeah, because it's early. It, it, Me too. I'm learning every second. You know, I'm sitting over here being like, you know, you'd rather go silver prism. And then I talk to someone else. They're like, listen, you know what's even better than that? The hoop smart. I'm like, okay, fine. So I, but I've done enough work that I want to share lot to with learn. people so much. There's a lot to Let me say this. Let me say this. This is the most important win. Anybody who needs the action when they watch sports that can put their need for betting into sports cards, I genuinely believe will be much happier people because I have buddies, I'm a Jersey kid. I have buddies drunk as shit right now at 11.16 in the morning because they lost some bet from degenerate like South Korea baseball last night. Like betting is, I understand its value and I also understand its downside. I genuinely believe the sports card thing can give that same thrill and creates disproportionately better economics. And I just would really, really, really encourage someone who's deep into betting in sports to take 20 to 50% of the money you're spending betting on sports and spend 10 to 15 hours getting educated on sports cards and then getting in a little bit and dabbling. I think it's going to be really fun for imagine, you. Really imagine do. you're a kid out there and you're a huge, let's say, De'Aaron Fox fan. And every and you tell everybody this guy is better than you think. He's better than you think. You don't want to bet on it because the Kings suck. You get him on your fantasy team, but who really cares? But if you go and you invest in this guy, and let's say in free agency he goes to the Nets or the Lakers or somewhere else, and the and then he gets to show his stuff, just go, to tie it back into what we said in the beginning. I don't think anything else in sports allows you to invest in your the, your truest opinions like this. By the way, baseball fans, real quick, that's the one place you can still buy things for the pennies, like in the sense, but you have to really know deep baseball. Like, like, but you know, Cody Mellinger was not as big of a prospect as he turned out to be. And so like as a player, like, oh my God, you could have bought Draymond Greens for five cents, you know, as rookie year. Like there's so much opportunity if you really know, if you, by the way, if you really know sports, this is the great, this is a bigger challenge than fantasy. This is a bigger challenge than betting because you're actually taking $437 and you're putting it on, who's that uh, dude in Detroit that a lot of people like the rookie uh, with the name uh, that I Seku? can't pronounce? Yes. Like if you're, you're, if you're a Seiku person and you put 430, you know, if you draft Seiku a little early in your fantasy draft, but you've got all those other mm -hmm. guys taking you know, you didn't really, you know, this is really putting your reputation, your money, your, your whole self on the line. But here's the thing with him. If he's really, if he pops, your base for coming in is so low because he's not Ja, he's not Zion. The price is not in it yet. Right. It's like finding Jimmy Butler little... when he was like a second round pick and now developing into that. Sec if you nail any second round pick in the NBA and that person hits, in the next two to five years. And by the way, the fever pitch for LaMelo rookies oh next year this time gosh. is gonna be nuts. I just wanna say uh, for Gary, Gary's advice has always been 80% blue chips, 20% risk. Don't just make going for second round picks your whole thing. Be smart with, if you're gonna put money in, make sure 80% of your money, not cards, but your money is in that. Um, I, I have one last question for you, and then I'll let you go and I, I appreciate your time. How important as we ride maybe this wave and the next wave will liquidity be in terms of the types of cards we get? Because what I'm seeing is, is certain cards move more than other cards, no matter what era it's in. One, it matters immensely. Like 
What do we, you know, a lot of people come in, what are you doing here? Like, do you need, do you need $4,000 extra a year? Let me give an example. If you're sitting at home right now and you're like, shit, I know a fuckload about sports. I love this conversation. And you know what? $3,000 extra a year in income lets my family next year go to Disney World. And I believe in myself and I'm gonna spend 40 hours, let me say that slowly, 40 hours educating myself. And then I'm gonna buy some stuff on eBay and then I'm gonna flip it at the end of the season. If you're an unbelievable fantasy football player, you've proven that to yourself over the last decade. If you go in right now, and obviously football may not have, who the hell, I mean, I just saw that Phillies shut yeah. down, that's it, so you know, so who knows? It's a crazy time to talk about this because the whole world is kind of like unstable, but it really matters. And and. And don't forget this, Some, a friend of mine sold a LeBron, he bought it for 2000 he sold it for nine, and he's calling me yesterday, he's all sad. I'm like, bro, you can't be sad. Even if it goes to 50000 you did incredible. And this is a friend that $7,000 is like life. Mm. Life, his life is altered. And I'm like, you're winning. And so liquidity matters because never be upset with the everybody profit. here has different, never be upset about it, you know? But think about blue chip. It's never a good time to sell LeBron in my opinion especially until he retires. Would any, like, look, I don't, I'm not on the record believing this is happening, but comma, would anybody here be surprised if LeBron won three more rings before he's done? Like, it wouldn't be stunning. He may be the one B or the two on two of those three. But he has enough maybe. power to surround himself with Anthony Davis and another scorer. To talk about him, you know what's scary about him? Because obviously he's beast mode and he's probably not the shooter that he maybe could have been in some weird ways, but his past, like, he's weird. Like, like to me, a 40-year-old LeBron is like a weirdly dominant point guard. At the top of the key, just hitting cutters. Oh, yeah. He's just, he's just, his basketball intelligence is uncomfortable. Yeah, imagine if he's the Andre Iguodala of some other Steph and Clay situation. Like, he's the third guy. Totally. And what about if this plays out where he does actually play with Bronny? Like, what do you think that's going to do? Oh, man. And what if they win a title together? Like, you, you got to start playing those scenarios. And now all of a sudden, with only 2,000 or 4,000, I don't know the pop on the Chrome. rookies, you probably do. There's 2,000 of them on earth. If you don't think that there's one high net worth rapper or, or real estate mogul or Jewish deli, you know, empire owner that wants to own 20 of them, you're out of your mind. So it's not just 1,900 people, 1,900. There's only 1,900 of this card. I know, I know. Supply and demand is very obvious to me. Thank you for getting me into this. It's been a lot of fun. The group chat has been, just, I used to, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know what, let me say, I, when I first saw your videos, I was like, this dude's hitting it on the head because I always preach here, the best advice is stuff you already know. It's just hitting you in your chest. And for a little bit, I had to get away because it was hitting me in my chest and I was like, I have the lesson now, I don't need to hear it anymore. And to, to see how you are like a junior high school kid in this group chat with your buddies talking about <laughs> cards and I, and I see how little kids react to you and I go, he is you. There is no growing up, he never became an adult. Gary is still a 12 year old card collector that just has a lot more money to spend on cards now. It's been cool to see that side of you, man. So thanks for sharing. What's that you're welcome. And again, I want people to be educated so they can make their own decisions. What's also hit me is people that have way more money than me, hedge funds, hedge funds, owner reaching out and saying, Hey, I need to get in. This is how I learned. This is what I actually love. And then you get the generation right underneath me, AJ, my brother's yeah. generation, the Pokemon thing that's on another level altogether. That was everybody's fourth, ninth grade. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally watching Pokemon cartoons to get educated because I'm like I'm not, I'm gonna spend a year before Mark, I'm is that dabbling. interesting, huh? Pokemon, man, Pokemon cards are gonna be see. But this is something. Do you that know I'm, anything about Pokemon? My brother, I was I was more in the Magic the Gathering, but Correct. I never played. So, got it. So you don't have a Black Lotus, do you? No, come on. I would have led with that. I would have had it slowly come up. Black Lotus, me and my friends chase that as a kid. Let's go. What, what, do you, what are you seeing from the basketball community? Like, are you starting, like, cause you're now starting to get louder. Any of the play, like I'm having players hit me up. Are you having some, 
Like, are you getting a What's little? What's more like, interesting to me stuff? is the more I'm talking to these breakers, and I'm realizing that breakers are the coolest blackjack dealers of this generation because they're like, "Oh, this kid's got the hot hand." And then when I start talking to them, and they start telling me about how there's kids in high school that are watching them that are like really big kids or that they themselves are collecting. I think it's going to be that next wave, like the LaMelo and right underneath. But there are some guys right now, like I've heard like CJ McCollum is like super big into it. Like, I just don't think that they're vocal yet because I, I don't think it's that wildly accepted yet. It's not cool yet. Yeah. And, and by the it's way, it's not like a sneaker collection. When, when PJ Tucker puts up all of his Jordans, people lose their mind. People put up cards and it just doesn't. And people react to dopamine. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Like, like I just, it's coming. Anyway, love you. Love you too. Appreciate you. Gary Vaynerchuk always brings the energy. Gary V. Get the fuck off, Gary, so I can close out the podcast. Fuck. See ya. Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, I, again, I'm going to put something together. I'm going to be wearing the exact same shirt because I'm going to get right into it right now. If we have time, I have to check with the producers. My 22 things that I have learned because a lot of you guys are DMing me and you're asking me, I want to get in. I don't know what to buy. Can you help me? Um, that is, that is uh, it's an interesting energy that Gary has right now because when he talks, the entire hobby changes. And the number one advice that he gave me and I take is do the work. Do not take everything that he just said as fact. Do not take everything that I say on Friday as fact. You need to do the work. You need to learn what cardboard connection is and understand you know, how many cards are in a set. You need to learn what a pop report is. You need to learn what BS, PSA and BGS. I am never, just like I do with Warren Sharp, we're talking about gambling. I am never going to just say, hey, it's a lock, bears over giants, because I think we've all learned into this together. That's not real. I'm going to get into all the details later, but I, I appreciate him and his time. Uh, and when I, this is a message to all the people that are really deep in the hobby. When I tell you that Gary is not just pumping and he is over here sending these cards in the group chat of things like, uh, these these wrestlers like Kamala from like back in the day and no one in the group chat's even interested in it, but that's his thing. That's his PC. I'm telling you that it's pure. And I hope you can see there that when he moves the market, it's not intentional, but appreciate you guys. Uh, hit me up on social at Adam Lefko. If you're deep in the card game, I'm going to start posting my PC and my collection at Lefko cards. I am not trying to build that account at all. I am literally just on that account so that when I DM people that are in the hobby or I can look at cards because I don't want to stop seeing pictures of my friends because I know that this will take over my explore page. So appreciate you guys. Love you a lot. I'm the L-E-F-K-O-E man. And uh, Ingber, really quick, uh, even if it's a disembodied voice, did that help convince you at all? Or are you still more skeptical? I just need to hear the voice. Uh, I'm always going to be skeptical of this because a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money. On this. Whenever somebody's making a lot of money, somebody's losing a lot of money. And I don't have the bandwidth to do the 40 hours of research in the coming weeks. I don't have the bandwidth to go hard at it. If I did, if I were 17 years old and had a summer's worth of lawn mowing money, I probably would. And I think that's that's why I love having Ingber here, guys, because he is realistic and he is based in probability. And that beautiful voice you hear is Lucy, his daughter. And sometimes when you have priority is bigger than sports cards. That's what takes priority in life. So anything before we go, any you got any Ingberisms? Well, the guy that created the Vanguard is on the record as saying that no one is better at playing the stock market than a big old hedge fund that can just buy a whole bunch of stocks at once. Over the course of 30 years, I think you learned his business. Do it for fun. Do what you love. I'll have more stuff on Friday. Peace.